If you feel that self-worth is holding you back from living the life you know you're here to live, I have an invitation for you today. You'll officially hear more about this soon, but for those who are curious to hear more and who want to get access to a super special price, simply drop me a DM or an email saying worthy to expand and I'll be in touch. You're listening to Permission To, the podcast where we dive into the science and soul of owning your worthiness as a perfectly imperfect human being. I'm your host, Sam Jew, psychotherapist, positive psychology coach, mama to a beautiful five-year-old, Emily, and passionate advocate for living an inspired life. My aim is to show you that you have full permission to own your worthiness so that you can embrace your true nature and begin walking boldly toward your dreams. Let's dive in. Hi everyone and welcome to another episode of Permission 2. Today I am sitting in my office all rugged up with a, a warm chai because it is very cold and wet outside. Uh, and yeah, just feeling really grateful to be here again for part two of permission to uncover the sneaky ways low self-worth could be showing up for you. And this episode is for all the procrastinators out there. Uh, and I'm going to share, you know, how procrastination and self-worth can be interconnected and how low self-worth could be showing up for you as a procrastinator. Uh, And I'm also going to share a suggestion for how you can work through this and some other ways to support yourself to increase your sense of self-worth. And this is part two of this episode. So if you haven't listened to part one, which is um, all about like pushing yourself and sometimes going too hard to prove that you're worthy, worthy, then um, yeah, feel free to also jump on and listen to episode one. But they don't necessarily need to be listened to in order. Because, you know, some people are procrastinators and high achievers. Lots of us can have can have both those challenges in our lives. Um, but some people struggle with procrastination and some people don't. So one thing I will say is that one of the most popular, probably the biggest masterclass I have run to date was on procrastination. And it just seems to be a topic that... Um, you and my community just can't get enough of. And I think that's because, you know, most humans procrastinate, right? I mean, um, and like, by the way, I'm talking about problematic procrastination because there is some research that a certain level of procrastination um, is really good for your creativity and like, you know, having that white space in your day and daydreaming and um, yet a little bit of procrastination can actually be quite good for productivity and for creativity. But I'm talking about when you recognize that procrastination is a problem in your life, when there's something that's really important to you and you just keep putting it off and you keep putting it off and, you know, you go and do the washing or the cleaning or watch TV instead of doing something that's like really, really important to you. But a lot of people have like this story when they procrastinate, like I'm really lazy, I'm really unmotivated. Uh, you know, uh, and, and that can be like kind of a bit of a message that I think society gives us that, you know, people who procrastinate are lazy. Uh, obviously I know that that's not true and I hope that you do too. I think that's one of the myths of procrastination. Uh, actually there are quite a few different, um, 
in inner world challenges that can be the cause of procrastination. Today, we are going to focus on the worthiness piece. So um, one of the biggest causes of procrastination is low self-worth and that belief that you're not good enough. And I, one of the, the best examples that comes up for me straight away is the amount of students that I supported as a psychotherapist who um, would be very, very stressed about university, but continue to procrastinate, you know, like they'd have an assignment due, um, they'd map out a plan, they'd like, you know, schedule the time in, and then they just found themselves like just chronically procrastinating. And when we kind of drilled a bit deeper into that behavior and what was actually going on, uh, they would often have thoughts running through their head like, you know, what's the point? I'm not going to be able to do this. It's, you know, I'm not going to do a good enough job. Uh, and yeah, often those thoughts weren't really in their awareness at the time. They would just think, oh, I don't feel like doing it. I'm going to watch TV or I'm going to watch a movie or I'm going to go see my friends instead. But when we really, you know, unpacked it together in session, that would often come up. So some of the thoughts or the stories that you might have if you believe that you're not good enough that leading to procrastination are like, I'm not good enough, so what's the point? Predictions of failing, like, you know, uh, what's the point of launching this course? You know, like, it's never going to succeed anyway. Uh, some people have a rule, like, better not to try than to try and fail. And so, you know, we need to have a pretty strong sense of self-worth to be willing to take risks and risk failing and so, um, yeah, sometimes even high achieving people don't want to take risks or do things that they're not like 100% sure they're going to do well at. Uh, yeah, this story often comes up. If I try things, then my inadequacies or my not enoughness will show through. Um, and nothing I ever do works out. So what's the point? So these are just some examples of stories that can sometimes come up for people, um, who believe that they're not good enough or not worthy and um, who begin to procrastinate. And I think firstly, if this is you, just know that you're human. I've been there. I've had to do a lot of work to move through that. Uh, I, yeah, I used to get like, if I was doing something challenging, I would just automatically kind of default, you know, I won't be able to do that. Like everyone else can do it, but I won't be able to um, because yeah, deep down I just didn't believe that I was enough and that I knew enough or that I was good enough so I have worked through this and it is entirely possible for you too as well uh, the first way that I would you know offer to support you your, yourself to work through this is to recognize that those stories that you were telling yourself are just stories they're just thoughts and so you know we've got a lot of episodes on mindset work in this podcast that you could go back over but in a nutshell, like really asking yourself, like, what evidence have I got that actually I am good enough? What evidence have I got that I am capable? Uh, what evidence do I have that, um, you know, actually I do pretty well when I try new things and, um, and that even if I try something and it doesn't work out that I will be okay. Uh, and yeah, so just recognizing those stories aren't true. What if the opposite was true? What if actually I'm really, really, um, you know, going to be amazing at this and I'm just a beginner at the moment. So looking at some like creative ways to reframe those stories. And then <laughs> as many of you will be able to guess what I'm about to say, the biggest thing for procrastination is what I call follow the plan, not the mood. So schedule out what you, the tasks that you need to do that you keep procrastinating on 
and then break it down into small steps. Set yourself a timer, like a 22 minute kind of Pomodoro or something like that, and just start. And I know that sounds like, you know, come on, Sam, if it was that easy, then I wouldn't be procrastinating. I know that it's, it's really hard when I say just start. I mean, yeah, you're going to probably feel a lot of resistance if it's something you've been procrastinating about a lot. Uh, but also what I know to be true is that when you do make a start, uh, it, you basically trick your brain. If you can tell your brain if it really doesn't want to do something, okay, let's just do 10 minutes of this or let's just write like the introduction to this essay or, you know, let's write the first line of the sales page or whatever it is you're working on that you're procrastinating what we know is that once our brain starts doing it, we start to get that momentum and that kind of confidence shift. And then we're more likely to actually keep going. So that's why I said, like, set yourself a 20 minute timer and just commit to giving it your best shot for those 20 minutes. And then you'll be surprised sometimes that you'll end up working, you know, for an hour or more on something that you've been procrastinating on because you basically tricked your brain to do it. But when you follow the plan and not the mood, the idea is that, Often we as humans think that we need to wait until we feel good or we need to feel like what until we feel confident or we're in the right mood to do the action. But actually often doing the action is what will shift your mood and shift your confidence as well. So if you're aware that, yeah, you're struggling with your low self-worth a little bit at the moment and that you're procrastinating, the procrastination can continue to make you feel bad about yourself, whereas actually taking action can make you feel better. So that's why follow the plan, not the mood is so powerful, like actually getting your diary out, scheduling it and committing to it, even if you don't feel like it. It's also teaching your mind like, hey, I have got discipline. I am in charge here. Even if I don't feel like it, even if I think that I'm not going to do a good enough job or I'm not enough, I'm still going to do it. And I find that that action, when you kind of work on that consistently, uh, that actually can also create shifts in your brain. And this isn't about hustling or overworking, you know, because this is almost the opposite of part one of this uh, series. But it's really about if there's something that's really important to you, um, those things are often the things that we procrastinate on because they're often the things that are stretching us beyond our comfort zone. You know, like maybe you want to apply for a TED Talk. Uh, I applied for a TED Talk maybe a year or two ago. Obviously, I didn't, um, I was unsuccessful, but you know what? It's okay. Like it's, it feels good sometimes to actually do things and apply for things and not um, succeed and be okay with it. Uh, but what was interesting was that, yeah, I did procrastinate quite a lot on that. And I'm so glad that I still took the action anyway. And it's like applying for, I've had um, women in our community say, oh, thank you so much for this idea of follow the plan, not the mood, because I literally applied for my dream job. And even though I didn't get it, I still feel so good that I went for it. And that's what I really, um, you know, and the next time you apply for it, you might get the job. Like, I'm not saying that you're not going to get the job either. Uh, or you're not going to be, uh, you know, be on a TED talk eventually, but it's, um, you know, the action of actually going, you know what I am worthwhile. I am enough. I'm going to apply for this and I'm going to love myself and be good to myself, whether I succeed in inverted commas or not. So that is a way that you can kind of really move through this, um, sneaky procrastination kind of low self-worth. Uh, And another way that I'd like to share with you to support yourself, to increase your self-worth overall 
is to write out a list of your strengths and positive qualities and to look at this regularly. So I don't mean writing out a list of achievements like, you know, I got this degree or I've done this job or whatever. I mean your personal qualities. So like who you are as a human. Do people say that you're like really caring or funny or what do you think about yourself? Do you think you're like a warm person or yeah, um, whatever it is that you really love about yourself. And I know from experience that it can be really, really hard to write like a whole list of this. So if, if you feel like, oh, my self-worth is so low at the moment that I, I find it hard to write out some qualities, I invite you to be really gentle and compassionate with yourself and even just try and start with one. So that's it for this episode or part two. Uh, I would be so grateful if you are enjoying listening to this podcast. I just want to try and spread the word and and get these tools and these messages out to as many humans as possible. So I'd be so grateful if you could leave a five-star review uh, and share it with your friends and family and anyone in your community who you think would get a lot out of this podcast. I do try to keep the episodes really short because I find that people in my community appreciate short episodes. Uh, But I'd love to hear from you. So if you have any questions or you want to understand something further, please send me a DM. And I genuinely mean that I'm really happy to hear from you. See you next week. Mwah!